Hey everyone, thank you so much for watching. This is the Go Movie Podcast. My name is Angel. I am Julius. This Hello? is a show where we love talking about movies, television, comics, pop culture, and anything that we're passionate about talking about. On this episode, we're going to be discussing WandaVision Episode 4, spoilers completely in detail. I cannot wait to do this with Julius. I'm very excited. Mm-hmm. Believe it or not, we actually tried doing this about... 10 minutes ago and we were talking for like 10 minutes we're basically dr strange right now with the time stone on an instant loop that's exactly what we're doing before we get in how many can we get through and i said one (laughs) julius before we get into the complete details of this show full spoilers ahead what were your overall thoughts on this episode of wandavision episode four I thought it was a great uh, break in between the novel idea of WandaVision being a essential love letter to television, especially uh, sitcoms. And I felt like this was a cool little just tease as to what was going to be coming up in terms of the real drama of how Wanda's power is becoming more threatening. She was the one who nearly killed Thanos. Let's not forget that she was the one yeah. who, who forced him. Let's let's look at it this way: Wanda was so powerful that Thanos ordered essentially an airstrike on the planet Earth, <laughs> on you his know? own men or aliens, on his own men, on everyone, <laughs> on everyone. He's going to take as many down as long as he could. Even not even kill this woman, get out of her grips. Right. So a person like that exists in this world. This episode explores just how threatening she can be. And we only saw a taste of that power, but I feel like an episode where they set up all these characters who are going to be really examining her uh, the way we examine her, I thought that was a brilliant uh, step for the series. And I am so excited to see where they go from there. And by the way, that picture you showed, I'm going to show it again, <laughs> the comic cover that it's <laughs> obviously based on. I mean, look at that. Yeah, that is beautiful. Look at that. Okay, look everyone look at the comic of that and then look at this. They they struck the, they struck this pose, I think episode 2 or 3. Yeah. And then look at that comic cover. Amazing. The beauty of comics, right? Everything comes yeah. from the source material. If you want to further appreciate Whatever content they're releasing, whether it be a movie, whether it be television series, go to the source material, the comics. Look at that in his hand. I guarantee you somebody who watched this without reading that I'm sure has less appreciation for um, the show than Julius himself because he's read that comic himself. See? Look at this shit. Marvel's the uh, cinematic comic company. Come on. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Yeah, I I, I really really like I completely agree with you. I loved this episode wholeheartedly. I think this one out of all of them was completely bonkers and insane. And I love the fact that this episode really showcased that the writing here is at an elite level. It is completely Mm -hmm. efficient all around. I love every aspect of this show in terms of the acting, in terms of the tone, in terms of the world building, in terms of the the themes and also the underlying nature of like the horror aesthetic that I so love very much. And I can't wait for Sam Raimi to get his hands on this world with these characters. Think about it. The things that we've seen so far, for example, probably the primary example, the dinner scene, right? Yeah. Now, now wait until Sam Raimi. 
the director of the Spider-Man trilogy. Now wait until Sam Raimi, the director of the Evil Dead trilogy. Wait for him to get his hands on this property here, on these characters. I can't wait to see it, man. I completely loved this episode. I think the best way I can describe it is I am completely invested, just like Darcy said in this episode. I am completely (laughs) invested in this episode. Why would the universe create a sitcom starring two Avengers? Well, that's exactly what we got, and I love those meta (laughs) moments in this entire episode. I love it, man, because it not only works as a sitcom, it also works as a building block in the MCU that will lead us to another obstacle like Thanos. I love this episode so much. I cannot wait to talk about everything else in here. We got a few comments here already. Let's read them out all loud. This comes from Lola, Luna, Rocky, Uh. and Rambo. (laughs) This is actually from uh, my dog's accounts. I love you guys so much. They say yeet. I love that so much. (laughs) Thank you so much. Uh, Of course, that's the love of my life right there. She was actually the one... She was actually the one who informed us, hey, uh, you guys are actually on private on your first run. So, baby, thank you so much. I love you. And also a really good friend here, Jesus, in the chat says, let's go. (laughs) Jesus, you're the GOAT, bro. Love you so much, man. Uh, I appreciate that. appreciate you, man. We were definitely like, hey, man, save. Like, we were talking to each other after we you know figured out it was on private it's like okay wait say, hold on what save that joke yeah save that joke. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right oh man tell. okay this one comes from geekly goods who i mean this is leo right here i just want to say leo appreciate you man you're the one that got us started here i actually asked him for some advice on how he you know was handling his live streams and stuff like that and he yeah. was so kind enough uh to open up and, and share his wisdom with us so if you guys don't follow leo on geekly goods Please make sure you subscribe to his channel. He's absolutely yeah. incredible. And I've actually had the pleasure of talking with him on WandaVision over at Geek Vibes Nation. And Julius, I already informed him that I need to have him come on to our show and geek out about this stuff. He is genuinely a great person. Really appreciate him so much. Well, where He's... else are you going to get the goods? <laughs> I know, You're right? not getting it from Geekly Goods. You can't get it from anywhere else. He also says, I see you, Angel. I see you too, Leo. Thank you so much, man. Really appreciate it, man. Appreciate the love so much. He says, up late grinding. Love to see it, bro. And really I love that, uh, it, for sure. that the uh, icon, the GG. Oh, yeah, I know. Super, like super eye-catching. Super eye-catching. Love it. Love it so much. He also says, at Jesus, let's go, bro. <laughs> let's go. Come on, One Division episode for it. Come on, MCU coming in. Let's go. How, do, how could you not be excited about this stuff? How could you not about be excited about this stuff? There's no about way. About One Division. About There's everything, no way. man. It's crazy. It's crazy. All right. Before we get into the other comments, let's <laughs> let's get back into the show. The first aspect of the show we're actually going to talk about is the opening here, which was actually the blip. This was how they decided to open WandaVision episode four, which I thought was absolutely nuts. What better way to start it off? I completely yeah. love it so much. Julius, what did you think about the opening of WandaVision episode four? Um. Well, can you cut back to that picture? Yeah, of course. Yeah, I just want to see it one more time. Yeah, yeah, that's how I felt. <laughs> <laughs> I felt like I was rebirthed when I saw it. Hey, hey, bro, this is how I felt, bro. That's how I felt, bro. <laughs> that's what I look like after this Ooh, episode. my mind. <laughs> 
Um, I <laughs> Vision is like, hey Vision, what happened to you? I took a Thanos to the head. Uh, well, like I said in the in the test drive, uh, the the thing I noticed at the very beginning was the aspect ratio and how it was not a TV format, how it was cinematic, how it was taking us into the real world, not Wanda's yes. imaginary, uh, you know, nuclear town. It was definitely the real world where people exist and Vision died, you know, and the Avengers got their asses kicked. And then, so, okay, I don't, <laughs> we talked about it, but I don't even know where to begin. That's what's weird <laughs> with an opening like that. So you see flakes, right, on a white canvas. Flakes are in the air, and I'm like, well, what is – is that like a, a science fiction experiment type of opening? Are we going to see like the, the birth of someone? Yeah. And then it comes closer to her face, and I'm thinking, what the hell is that? <gasps> oh! <laughs> right. like, I'm like, oh, oh. I, I'm like this. <laughs> I'm like, I like this in my hands, you know? And then she wakes up, the bed's empty, she doesn't know where she is, it's Monica Rambeau, she enters the hall, everyone is is freaking out, people are appearing, the hospital is completely overrun, it's kind of eerie in our right now, where we are right now in history, it's pretty eerie to see in it, images like that, it's very affecting, because with COVID and everything, to see those images in a hospital right now. It, it, right, it just right. felt it felt very it was so dramatic and she's running around like hey where's where's uh, my mom where's my mom what's going on you know and she grabs a person and she finds out she's been dead for five years her mother died uh, two years or three years ago yeah. uh and and there's all that history that with that character maria rambo from captain marvel and you're just thinking oh shit thanos is invading right now during this scene, Thanos yeah. is invading right now, you know? And I love that. I love that we're looking through her eyes of what happened during the blip. Uh, you obviously had the little, uh, the funny way of looking at the blip at the beginning of Far From Home. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and, yeah. But this, but this gets into the dramatic side of that, where people were criticizing uh, uh, Endgame of like, well, what happened to the people on planes? What happened to people on boats and trains and shit? Is like, it it got as serious as what happened in that hospital. I mean, yeah. why do you think it was overrun? It's because people are like, they're just showing up out of nowhere. Imagine the amount of people getting hurt because of something like that. Right. It's like nothing. It really shows you how you have to handle those infinity stones. Cause Tony Stark in that moment, when Hulk snapped, all he said was, okay, everyone where they were, how they were, bring them back. But you never said, Tony, you didn't say, you know, make sure they're okay, make sure they're safe or anything. <laughs> like, you know, it just showed how how complicated a situation it was, you know? I, I love that opening, and it freaked me out. Yeah, what an opening, man. Seriously. I mean, can you imagine what happened to the people who were skydiving and the instructor <laughs> didn't snap? <laughs> and the people who were in the air <laughs> snapped away. And they were in the air and they came back. Man, what happened to them? I really hope somebody saved them. I really do. But <laughs> imagine I do. someone like their their head is stuck in between the bars of like a of a gate. <laughs> They're waiting for like the fire department to get them out. And then oh, man. Back, stuck. <laughs> yeah dude I, I so look i loved how far from home looked at it 
how they uh how the, what the perspective of the blip was there from because from it would kids. be understandable for teenagers who yeah. were reporting on that event would make light of it right but what i loved about what wandavision did was it showed us a new dimension of the the blip it showed us a very human tragic side of it you know not everything is to quote rambo like rainbows and sunshine what we got to see in that moment was monica return and we discovered new information she's actually geraldine is actually monica rambo the daughter of maria rambo who was the best friend in captain marvel so what we got to learn in that opening was like you mentioned her mother passed away two or three years ago i believe um from cancer unfortunately and just the look on Tayona Paris's face, I thought was absolutely exceptional. You could mm-hmm. completely believe that that relationship there with her and her mom was completely real. And yeah. I think even in her own return, as glorious as it is, the Avengers bringing everybody back, it still hurt. It still struck a nerve with me seeing that. And I really love the effect that they chose to use for the snap and the blip, the, the ashes forming back and you get to see it make her face again. I really did think it was jaw-dropping, to be honest, and I love the opening. Let's yeah. look at a couple comments that we got regarding okay. the opening as well. Geekly Goods says, what a fantastic opening like an MCU movie. I mean, Julius, what do you think about that comment there? Well, it definitely, the an opening like that definitely spoke to the treatment that these shows are going to be getting, which is more cinematic. As we all know, television is becoming more cinematic you know shows like breaking bad uh true detective mind hunter is a big one um the mandalorian is the biggest and most recent example oh, yeah. of how 100%. it's being treated like cinema each episode is being treated like a, a blockbuster so yeah it's completely like and, and the thing is you probably won't see an opening like that mm. in a marvel movie because they don't have that much time to get you know, like not to get in uh, that much depth about it, you know, uh, yeah. there's a reason why it was only like a couple seconds in Far From Home when we saw the blip, you know, because mm-hmm. they had a whole thing to get into and they only had what, like two and a half, two hours, maybe. Yeah. They yeah. need to play that movie back in the theaters to get that money. You know, a television show. Go for it, dude. Go for yeah. it. I, I want to dude. the blip is such potential because now I'm curious about who was snapped and blipped right yes if 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 matt murdoch comes in as a lawyer and that's all in spider-man 3 and says yeah man i'm thankful for you guys you me my friends we were we were blipped i'm going to lose my mind oh yeah and speaking of people who maybe were snapped or not hey sue says half of my astronauts are still missing what could that mean and look at Geekly Goods on the same page with He's the Fantastic point. Four. Look at that. I mean, I think that's what's so beautiful about this intro is that it really does establish, hey, we are the MCU and we're not here to mess around. We don't care if we're on the big screen. We don't care if we are on the small screen. We are here to tell a story. Look at that comic. Look at that, everybody. Come on. Fantastic Four. I can't wait for them to come back. I love these characters so much, mostly because of of Julius's pitches for those of you who haven't checked out Julius's pitches on how to bring the MCU or how to bring the Fantastic Four in the MCU please go ahead and check those out because I guarantee you they will make you more excited and informed 
about the Fantastic Four. I love it, man. I also love that this opening really, for me, and I mentioned this in my non-spoiler review, for me, it just elevated the kind of villain that Thanos was and Mm -hmm. the impact of his actions, how severe those consequences were. Yeah. And I just I really love him as a villain and I can't wait for the MCU to continue to reference Thanos. Maybe we'll see him in Eternals as young Thanos. Yeah. We'll get to see a lot of his backstory there, but I I I hope they continue to reference the snap and the blip regarding new characters that they're going oh, to introduce and characters and characters that we've been scratching our head at and thinking where have they been? Where yeah. are they? You know what I mean? Earlier I mentioned, "Hey, what if somebody was not was like snapped away and it wasn't their parachute instructor as they were skydiving. <laughs> well, the same caught co- the same concept could happen with the fantastic four. Think about this. Say they were, say they're working for sword. Is this, and is this your pitch? All- is this your pitch? <laughs> it's about no, I'm time. Just, I'm just it's thinking, off, I'm just thinking off the dome. What if they're in space, right? And they get blipped away and oh, their ship, yeah. their, their ship just lingers along space and stuff like that. They get blipped back, but they're, they are now, in cosmic radiation and Uh that's how they change and that's how they survive right because of sue storm's force field and stuff like that that would be sick that would be absolutely sick uh man i i loved it i love the opening it's just a testament to how you establish a great story with a great opening and that's exactly what wandavision episode four was jesus says monica rambeau is the daughter of maria right she Mm -hmm. cap she's captain marvel's best friend Monica was a little girl in Captain Marvel. Yes, Jesus, you are spot on. Um, Some people may not have caught that, but I love how this the opening of this episode definitely solidifies. Yes, they are related. And um, she is the the daughter of Maria Rambeau. And, you know, I'm just so excited because even without her powers, I love Monica Rambeau. Yeah, I love. I love. Toyota she doesn't Paris. need to get powers. She doesn't. Yeah. She's already on point as a as a leader, as someone who's invested in the mission, as someone who who's already Avengers level. Yes. Like she's already there, you know. Yeah, <laughs> and and she <laughs> is barely in the episode, you know. Oh yeah, hundred percent. And the same could be said for the other characters that show up in this episode. Yeah. They don't even need powers. They're yeah. just amazingly written characters, and I can't wait to get to those. Let's finish these two comments before we miss. Uh, before we move on to the next uh, episode, uh, next segment. Jesus says Monica reunion with Captain Marvel is a must need. Oh, I think that's happening. Com- dude. Yeah, complete facts. Captain complete Marvel facts. too. Get her yeah, some complete powers. facts. A hundred percent. Put in. Put in uh, Kamala Khan in Captain Marvel 2. I'm pretty sure we got a confirmed cast, actually, with uh, uh, Tayona returning, Brie returning, uh, the for actress Captain who's Marvel playing Kamala too? Khan. Yes, for Captain Marvel 2. Oh, see, you they're know. just like, like I like uh, Carol Danvers, but I feel like they're just, in case people really just stop, because people have a problem with Carol Danvers, but they're just setting up her replacements in case that doesn't work out, man. Yeah, you know? 100%. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> I love what they're doing. Uh, Geekly Goods also says, about to check those out, Julius. I love Marvel's first family. It's always them, Spidey, and Hulk for me growing up. Well, uh, just Geekly Goods, uh, if you're going to check it out, we have a playlist because there's also X-Men stuff. And for the for people who are interested in that stuff, they go on for a while. They are 
stories the writing does change but i really i love the fantastic four as well they are marvel's first family they need the treatment i i want them to come in before the x-men because uh they're what solidified what marvel would become as a comics company you know uh, like you see the first amazing spider-man issue who is he with who's he with He's with the first family right here. Okay. <laughs> I feel like they, they need to be the new heart of the MCU. You know, they need to be the new, uh, the new center. I mean, come on now. It's a four. Excuse me. Yeah. I can't, I, I, I completely agree, man. I can't, I can't wait to see them. I cannot <laughs> wait to that's see what that how Kevin Feige handles these characters, man, for sure. All right. Moving on to our next subject in this episode, we're going to be talking about sword and which sword i think we get a lot of interesting <laughs> new details about this organization great characters uh returning and also new information about who basically founded sword which i absolutely love julius we discovered that sword uh for this universe for the marvel sword. cinematic universe it stands for sentient weapon observation response division which actually deviates from the comics in the comics Mm -hmm. it's actually known as um sentient world observation and response department Mm. for you does that really affect you at all as a viewer as a comic reader or do you like how they pretty much utilized it in the episode sounds like a uh, clerical error or something but uh (laughs) yeah no i don't care i mean i feel like if you're someone who has nothing better to get mad about you will be mad about that um (laughs) no i I feel like they're they're building up to the sword we do know from the comics the sword that was established in astonishing x-men where they're from from what i've read in astonishing they're they're up there you know they are up there and uh it's obviously that here their headquarters is much like the triskelion where they're based on earth they're just more of like kind of like another shield or FBI. They may be a replacement for shield because shield just fucking it, it fell through. Um, you know, so I'm cool. Like who cares about the last two letters and an acronym? I mean, yeah. Yeah. As long <laughs> um, as it's, as long as it spells sword, right? Yeah. It says it spells sword, sword, <laughs> you know, and uh, who knows, man, I'll freak out. Th- this could be, the the show that establishes how Nick Fury got up there. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I mean, I they brought agree. in... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, I, I just completely agree with what you're saying. I definitely do think that they're going to establish that sword on Earth is definitely the, like, sentient wep- weapon observation. And then mm-hmm. in space with Nick Fury, they'll have sentient world observation and response department in space. Yeah. And it it feels to me like they're doing the same stuff, right? So it doesn't even really matter what the uh, like. It, it, I do get it if if they changed what Shield meant, it would be a different story because Shield is much more mainstream than Sword, and it has more implications. Like Shield is the Strategic Homeland Intervention Enforcement and Logistics Division. Okay, <laughs> that's what that is. We set we set it in stone, and you know it's it's gonna be like that since the forties. Yeah. Yeah. See. <laughs> yeah, well, I loved the introduction to Sword. I love that basically Maria was the founder of it, and Monica as a daughter is somebody who's taking up the legacy. And uh, you know, I love that we got to see her team up with Agent Jimmy Woo. 
Yeah, and oh, seeing seeing him return was so cool, man. <laughs> uh, I actually my love yeah. for this character completely grown. has grown to like an exponential level. It's actually crazy. His first appearance, I believe, was in Ant Man and the Wasp, and we got to see some great scenes with him and Paul Rudd. I thought Randall Park was absolutely hilarious. Uh, I really loved seeing him here. Somebody pointed out that he actually does the card trick. Yeah, that's the that... first thing I noticed. <laughs> when he did it, he showed, I actually kind of jumped when he did that. He just showed up. He did the yeah. card trick. Which is just so funny. But I love that the MCU doesn't like – it doesn't throw that in your face, you know? That's that's a detail yeah. that somebody would have to think about. It's Maybe they're watching Ant-Man. Yeah, exactly. It's just, it's just something that shows up. But I really appreciate that because there's like a sense of continuity there and there's a sense of – like a character arc there that he has because he's like hey uh scott can you show me how to do the trick and then he was trying to do it and he never learned it but now we got to see him become the magician now we have oh, another scott sorcerer mode. supreme exactly, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> he, so i really love that yeah i really love that I, I i really could watch a whole sh- a whole show on jimmy woo to be I'm honest. down for that, dude. I'm like, I I would love to see him sh- meet up with Coulson, dude. That would oh, be yeah. such a cool like meet uh meet up, especially because oh, yeah. I'm a big Coulson fan. Like, oh no, dude, that'd be it. Dude, somebody pitched a Jimmy Woo style show in the same vein of the X Files. So can oh, you imagine? So cool, man. Can you imagine Coulson, Darcy, Jimmy Woo? leading kind of like a X-Files version of the MCU, just uncovering weird cases in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. They How awesome throw, would that be? They they could throw in so many different characters into something like that. Like, I, I think that would be a cool place for uh, Sharon Carter's character to go because they never figured out what to do with her. Sharon yeah. Carter in there. Uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. had some periods where it was kind of like that, but you could just go full on, like... Uh, uh, you know, aliens and uh, myths and stuff. Find the Sasquatch, you know? Yeah. <laughs> you know, let's do it. That would be really cool. Find the yeah, werewolves. I would, I would absolutely love that so much. When Jimmy came in, we got to learn about basically the outside perspective of what was going on the whole time from the first three episodes. We enter mm-hmm. a new location, Westview, and we see that it's covered in like this force field that's kind of like a bubble. It reminds me of the Simpsons movie when they're covered in the dome. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but I really I really love this new revelation in the show. I thought it was really interesting and sophisticated how the first three episodes were from Wanda's perspective, right? Yeah. And now with the fourth episode, they completely shift perspectives and we see what's happening on the outside. And I felt like that was a really brilliant way of connecting all the dots and making even diehard MCU fans who were kind of like, what's going on? And, and theorizing everything, uh, you know, down to like thinking that the beekeeper was Mephisto, like I said, which I was completely wrong on. But that's so cool. I love that this show is just putting us in so many different directions and thinking about all these things. I think that's what makes this show even more fun to watch to be honest all the speculation all the crazy yeah. theories it's just an absolute blast to me what did you think about that revelation of uh, uh monica rambeau encountering the force field and then falling through it or getting sucked into it getting sucked in i thought it was uh you know it was like where was she how is she there we now know who she was you know 
because when she's introduced in that Westview world, doesn't know who she is. Now we know who she is. And uh, exactly. now it feels even kind of more bad that, uh, you know, she got like dunked by Scarlet Witch, <laughs> you know, yeah, she got yeeted. Yeah. She got yeeted out of there, bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> we got a comment from Cody Castillo. He says, oh. I loved this episode. Oh, man. I'm so happy to hear that, Cody. Thank you so We're much working. for watching. Thank you so much for sharing your passion with us. We really appreciate you. You are now knighted as one of the greatest of all time. Thank you so much for watching, man. I appreciate you. An elevated art uh, enthusiast. (laughs) Yeah. For those of you who are watching and have have any thoughts or questions, feel free to put it in the comments and we will directly answer them here. Thank you so much. We really appreciate every single one of you. Um, Yeah, I really loved seeing Geraldine, Monica, discover what this thing was this force field this bubble that um wanda definitely established for me what it reminded me most of was actually the truman show and i think the truman show is an absolute masterpiece for those of you who haven't seen the truman show starring jim carrey shame on you man yeah shame on you right (laughs) man i love that movie if i loved a film it would be that film i love that film so much What I love about WandaVision is that it is the inverse of The Truman Show, where The Truman Show is about this group of people who fabricate a reality for this one person, Truman. Wanda is the inverse of that. Wanda is the one who's in control of all the strings, and she's fabricating an entire fantasy land sitcom for a bunch of real people, which I just think is just so fascinating. I love that concept itself. I think the pitch itself is absolutely brilliant. And I love well, discovering new things like when Geraldine brought up the drone and flying right. it in the world. And we get to learn a new discovery, basically. Before I finish with my thoughts, what were you going to yeah. say, Julius? Well, well uh, what I was going to say was that that's also a common denominator in the Truman Show because Truman's whole life is uh, art for – or not art, but more entertainment for a whole the whole world, you know? And yes. I love that that's reflected in WandaVision. I mean WandaVision is definitely made by people who love television, you know? And it's almost Marvel's – uh, celebration into getting into this format. It's all about, you know, uh, where TV led up to, how people watch it. This whole episode is about how we watch the show, you know, and how yes, the culture yes. behind streaming and television and just how people get invested. And it's smart. It's just smart way of doing it. It's a much more clever way of implementing meta into comic book thing uh comic book properties than most things i've seen and that does include deadpool i feel like deadpool kind of falls on its face in terms of just just referencing things you know Mm -hmm. can black black widow like okay dude i all right that's funny but you know i feel like this (laughs) is working on a on a subversive level with its meta uh, humor and uh dark qualities as well because it gets disturbing at points oh yeah a hundred percent and i love that you mentioned the meta quality to this because i think darcy and jimmy woo are actually like avatars for the mcu audience and we're going into detail with that for sure Um, cody castillo says you guys are awesome 
You're awesome. <laughs> You're awesome, Cody. You're awesome, man. Thank you so much. We really appreciate that. Really, those are really kind words, and uh, we really appreciate you for uh, joining Thank us you, here and, and sharing that. You're you're really awesome that. for that. Um, but I want to get to the drone actually yeah. that we see here. So yeah. this helicopter we see, I believe, in the second episode, first episode. That's the second episode, homie. Look at that. Yeah, second episode, we get some Pleasantville vibes here. Uh, we see the helicopter in color, and Wanda is looking at it like, what the hell is this doing? What's this colored on- shit in my Pleasantville? <laughs> yeah, exactly. What is on my lawn here? Um, and I really love this moment because it comes full circle again. We get to see Geraldine Monica Rambeau with the drone. She flies it in Westview. And it disappears. And she goes, what happens to it? And we learn later down in the episode is that what actually happened to it is it turned into a retro version of a sword helicopter. And I love that. I love the fact that we learn more about the rules of what's going on inside Westview. When something enters, it basically becomes a retro version of whatever it is to match the time period that Wanda is kind of projecting out into the world. I absolutely Love that so much. But let's go back to Darcy for a second and uh, Jimmy Woo when she returns. I mentioned how I thought Darcy and Jimmy are like avatars for the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Right. Well, the reason I say that is because, I mean, I think the primary example is Darcy literally says, I'm watching this show. I'm watching this sitcom. You know, I picked up a, a TV signal here. And what? I'm invested. I'm invested in the show. She's speaking just like us. We are invested in this show. You know what I mean? And Jimmy Woo, of course, says what I said at the beginning. So you're telling me the universe created a sitcom starring two (laughs) Avengers? Yeah, that's exactly what happened. Yeah, Kevin Feige established the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And I love that, man. I love that. It's so fun. It's so interactive. It reminds me of Bandersnatch from Black Mirror. You know what I mean? So Yeah, that's one of the first things I thought of when I watched the show. Uh, it reminded me so much of Black Mirror that I, I wouldn't be surprised that if we get like a an interactive movie or game or uh, show, whatever, uh, from the MCU involving Wanda. Or imagine an epi- a single episode in this series that is an interactive uh, episode. Yo, that would be sick. Yeah, that'd be that fantastic. would be sick. I would absolutely love that. Cody says, did you guys hear they might release two episodes next week due to the leaks? Yes, Cody. I actually mentioned that yeah. at the very beginning of this episode or maybe the first time we actually the started doing attempt. this before we were on private. Uh, I did hear that. No. They, yeah, I, I did hear that there were leaks of the uh, two episodes. Somebody DM'd me on Twitter saying, hey, be careful uh, when you're scrolling on the timeline. There are leaks. So I have been avoiding all spoilers and stuff like that just because I'm like – anti-spoilers 100%. Um, So yeah, to all our viewers, if you didn't know, there are leaks out there of WandaVision for future episodes. So be very careful. If you need to mute words on Twitter, on Instagram, stuff like that, do that because there's nothing worse when it comes to watching a movie or television or things that you're excited for in terms of storytelling than running into spoilers. So be careful, beware. If we do get two episodes next week, the more the merrier. I know I love the debut of this show. I'm hoping sure. they release two episodes a week. That's how they should be doing it. You know? I know, right? <laughs> yeah, because the, the episodes pair up so well. I brought it up in our test, I guess, uh, recording. <laughs> uh, how the first two episodes and these past two episodes pair up so well, you know, as yeah. their own little story arcs. And uh, I feel like 
that's the way they should be approaching it weekly. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 100%. If we get two episodes, I'm going to be hyped again. I'm telling you. Because when it yeah. debuted and we got to see those first two episodes, mind-blowing. Absolutely <laughs> mind-blowing. Um, and it's so this show is so good. And I've mm-hmm. said this. This show is so good that it makes you want to have the time stone and fast forward each week because <laughs> I'm telling you, every single week is so dreadful to wait for this show because of how good it is. I love it so much. We have a user, PolarisX9592X, who says, I can't believe it has a 3.9 rating on Google. Out of well, what? First of all, thank you so much for commenting it and watching. Oh, thank yeah, you. Three, I don't know how Google does it. Is it at a 10? Is it at a 5? Is it at a 4? Um, for me, so far, this show is absolutely exceptional. So uh, yeah. I, th- I think this show is worthy of being critically acclaimed uh, all across the board. I think me and Julius mm-hmm. can agree in terms of the acting, in terms of the writing, in terms of the directing, in terms of the music from Christopher Beck, who also did Ant-Man and the Wasp. Um, for me, I think this is a, a worthy show of some awards, I think, already, yeah. based on the four first episodes already. And, and also uh, – uh, oh, Go for it. <laughs> also on top, uh, uh, based on the way that they're using – they're not just using the format as a gimmick. You know, They're not using the concept in a way that is just wasteful. It speaks to – like the idea of this being – a television show like this idealistic uh family sitcom it just it gives you a whole new perspective on how wanda really did cherish and wanted more of vision's relationship you know like she's she's forcing him to be alive in these situations of like the perfect family the perfect marriage you know so it makes sense why they would go decade by decade by decade and why wouldn't you put the the production quality up in there, you know? Oh, yeah, for sure. Polara says it's 3.9 out of 5 on Google. Oh. Thank you so much for that information and clarification. For me, this show is a 5 out of 5 so far. Give it 5 out of 5 on Google in terms of my rating because I love this show. I love it. Something stupid like 15 <laughs> or 20 or out of 100. It's like, okay, who who's smoking crack today? With internet <laughs> yeah. service. I know, right? I know, right? JC Gaming says, hello. What's going on, JC Gaming? Thank you so much for tuning in and and saying hi. That's really kind. We really appreciate you. Thank you so much. Pilar says, and someone can finally say my name right. I am so sorry if I'm saying your name wrong. (laughs) I'm so sorry. No, I think you said it right, right? It's like, uh, you know, the X-Men character, the other daughter of Magneto, Polaris. Polaris. well, if I'm saying it wrong, I truly apologize. If I'm saying it right, amazing. We really appreciate you, man. Watch out. We're going to both be wrong, man. <laughs> hey, Sue says, we're just going to ignore the fact that Wanda is dragging around a dead corpse of this. <laughs> hey, hey, this shows madness, right? It's leading to madness. She's getting freaky. She's getting well, you know, you know, like they they haven't been able to call her Scarlet Witch because of uh, I'm I assume legal reasons because of the whole Fox thing. Oh but yeah, I, oh yeah, yeah. Her new name will be Necrophiliac. <laughs> Man, I hope not. Man, I hope not. But you see the way kids. she twitches those fingers. But... Hey, there's kids here watching Disney Plus, Julius. And they Pilar put it says on there. no. Pilar says no. You are the only one who has said it right. Both of you. Oh, I feel that, dude. You know, I was in a math class one time, 
And I, I got a, my last name is Jaramillo. It's a Hispanic last name, and it starts with a J. And the teacher, like, he just didn't care, dude. He was like Wanda <laughs> in this last episode. He said, he said, he was like up on attendance, and he said, "Okay, Julius, uh, Jeremilo." <laughs> like, dude, let me just, you know, like, Polaris is laughing. Polaris is laughing. Thank you Good. so much, Polaris, for that laugh. That's amazing. <laughs> Cody says, that moment gave me chills. Jesus Lawler about uh, Wanda, you know, dragging around that dead corpse of vision. Too. And I'm sure we're yeah, going to get to that here. in a bit. So, I, Oh, I, yeah, I 100%. Support. Thank you guys so much for the comments. We'll get back to that again. Uh, let's get into our next section, which I want to talk about. This is also deals with the meta aspect of the show in which we see Jimmy Woo write on a chalkboard. Yeah. He writes all these questions. <laughs> he writes all these questions that every single MCU fan has been asking these past four weeks, which I think is honestly, Julius, honestly, this is absolutely impressive. This yeah, is absolutely is. impressive. I honestly can't explain to you how they kind of did this or predicted this because actually the first question like blew me away. I don't know if this chalkboard was actually just like a green screen and they added questions based on what the fans were saying throughout the weeks, which is I think a benefit of like a week to week show release. But let's get into these questions and let's answer them based off yeah. of what we know so far. No, so dude. the first question here is why hexagonal shape? Right. This question refers to the opening of uh, WandaVision um, episode three, in which we mm -hmm. saw the 70s version. And also you get to see on Geraldine Monica Rambeau's earrings, they're in the shape of hexagons. Julius, why do you think we see hexagon shapes? Because uh, they're, they're uh, creepy, you know? I don't know. I, I mean, I don't know, dude. I feel like it's, gonna, it, it's going to um, just reveal itself as it goes on. It's kind of similar to... Uh, in the first series of Doctor Who, uh, where they teased this this phrase "bad wolf" it, throughout the the first season, and it was in a bunch of different it, like you had to look for it on the sets. It was written on walls. It was spray painted on things, and you're like, "What the hell is that?" And then finally, the characters realize that this word, this phrase is, is essentially following them through time and space. It's like, what the hell does that mean? And, and <laughs> I feel like we're going to get a reveal probably at the very end of like, yeah, that's, that's probably messed up, dude, oh, yeah. um, with these hexagons. And when it comes to the, uh, uh, the, the, how did they know to ask these questions? I feel like they just know, like at this point, they've made so many different films and shows where people were theorizing on what would happen and they're just they watch stuff you know like they follow people they watch youtube channels they know they're very present on it like it's why we got um at the beginning of something like homecoming like you know uh the the uh the home footage of like what where was spider-man before the battle of uh germany right yeah, yeah. how did he get the suit you know uh, they just know they know yeah, dude, they're crazy. They're crazy. Uh, I, I love them for this. I think for me to answer this question, why the hexagonal shapes? Um, honestly, for me, I think, and I've thought about this, when we were looking at the beekeeper and we were possibly right. thinking, is he Mephisto? Is he, you know, nobody, you know, or could he be a member of AIM? 
And mm. I feel like, hey, maybe there's a possibility that the hexagons are a reference to the AIM organization, which is an organization responsible for uh, MODOK, who is also a Marvel <laughs> villain. They're basically like a subdivision of Hydra that decided to have different ideologies from Hydra and stuff like that. They're bad guys. Uh, you can yeah. just think of them as simple as that. Um, so maybe it's a reference to AIM. I don't know if it is cool. If it's not still cool, because the fact that they're making us think, what are th what are the point of these hexagons? I think is just impressive um, alone. Let's move on to the next question here. Why sitcoms? Julius, yeah. why is Wanda projecting sitcoms for her fantasy world? Well, I kind of got a little bit into it earlier, but I feel like sitcoms and uh, the family dramas that they're representing from television, I feel like they just represent what uh, Scarlet Witch wish she had with the vision you know i mean this whole series is about wanda's denial of what happened she watched vision die twice and then she got dusted away moments later and that and this is only set two months after she blipped like mm -hmm. she's in shock she's catatonic almost you know so i feel like the sitcoms i feel like it just represents uh, what she wish she had her her perfect life with vision and um yeah it just adds a whole new layer to her character and plus it's called wanda vision you know like they couldn't yeah. mess up on that fun <laughs> i know right my brother woke me up this morning he was like hey bro you know what i just thought uh about he goes wanda's vision bro and i was like bro get out of here if you just thought about that dude you really just thought of you're sorry bro you're sorry i just figured it out i just figured it out <laughs> no but i love that uh for me to answer this question why sitcoms i think for me personally i think the sitcoms are a reflection of what wanda was exposed to as a child i mm. think you know she watched those american sitcoms uh, when she was growing up, yeah, uh, and this is just her way of creating an idyllic world so that she's able to cope um, with the loss in her own way. Yeah. You know, she's dealing yeah. with so much trauma, and for her to be dealing with this and projecting uh, a sitcom reality for me, that's really eerie. And for me, that tells me that this is a very broken character as yeah. a lead character for a series. And I just really love that. I really, really love that about this show. Um, and I just can't wait to see more, honestly. So I love that we get the yeah, sitcom man. style. And also, I think the reason that the MCU decided to incorporate this with sitcoms mm -hmm. um, was because it's a very intuitive way of bringing in a TV audience, right? If you're yeah. going to release this to streaming, what better way than to homage... Um, you know, I Love Lucy, Dick Van Dyke Show, Brady Bunch, Full House. What better way to attract an audience who love those shows than to do that? You know what I mean? I, I just yeah. feel like it was a very interesting way of doing it and to attract a lot of eyes on here. And now people are engaged. And now I don't think people – this show is so hooking. It's not going to let you go for sure. Wanda doesn't let you escape from her world. This show doesn't let you escape from the MCU without a doubt for sure. Let's get to the next question. Same time and space? Julius, what do you uh, think? What, what, the, what does that mean, though? Like, same time and space. I think because they're thinking, hey, we don't really know what's on the inside. Right. Is it in the same time zone as us? Is it the same space? Is, mm. are, is she really next to us, or is this an alternate universe? Mm. What do you think? 
Oh, like what are we what are we actually looking at here? Um mm. I think she's just that powerful that she can do that type of stuff, you know? Mm. I mean, let, let's think about like when at the end of Civil War when she was locked up, she was in a straitjacket, you know? Yeah. So yep. she is very very powerful and the movies have only like skimmed uh, the you know the the brute elements of her power not really the psychological elements so yeah. if she can just take people and put them in this world and have this life happen and you know project these images of uh you know the an intro credits <laughs> of all these random people's names you know like she's she's a powerful uh, witch yeah i i just love that we don't know for sure yet we don't know if this is an alternate universe. We don't know if this is actually taking place same time. They did mention that WandaVision is roughly around two months after the events of defeating Thanos, right? Mm -hmm. And it takes place before Far From Home. But we know that WandaVision is directly connected to Spider-Man 3 and Doctor Strange 2. So I think there is a possibility down the line of this series that when she gets even crazier, when she goes completely insane, when she's warping reality, she's not just warping reality. She's also messing with time as well. Yeah. And I feel like that will be a, a huge factor as to why Doctor Strange has to come in, hopefully by the very end, and is like, Wanda, I need to stop you from hurting yourself okay, and hurting out. others. This is absolutely crazy. Yeah. And that, that would make um, sense also because of uh, like she she's probably going to be causing a lot of damage at the very yeah. end and these doctors like these uh agents are already targeting her you know they're already yes. looking at her like okay we got to figure something out with you you know and then doctor strange is probably going to come in and be like look i'll watch her let her be under my tutelage and mm -hmm. and i'll make sure she doesn't you know freak out or anything and she's essentially an apprentice to him in the movie yeah. that comes out you know yeah. Let's get to a couple comments before we get to the last question on the chalkboard here. Yeah, yeah. So Cody says, do you believe Ralph is Mephisto? Julius, what do you think? Uh, is Ralph the head of sword? Uh, no, Ralph is the husband that Agnes has been mentioning. Oh, uh, maybe. I mean, <laughs> I, I'd, ha I'd have a better idea if we actually saw Ralph. I mean, he's all yeah. obviously been very much off the. Uh, I, I don't know, actually. I mean, that that could be proved to be something fascinating. I'm right mm -hmm. now. I'm not so sure if Mephisto is even in the show. Uh, I know they do tease that. Oh, and he's closer than you think. But I feel like that could be a red herring easily. And. Uh, but if yeah. it does turn out to be Ralph, you know, um, <laughs> I, I wonder who's playing Ralph. You know, it seems like nobody yeah. really knows what's going on. Like these actors, they're they're actors. You know, these are actor hostages. Yeah. It's kind of like what goes yeah. on with those fake cities over in like North Korea or something. You know, <laughs> and yeah, um, I don't know. I feel like these people aren't in on it. I feel like they're just hoping that they get out of there okay, you know? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so Cody says, do you believe in Ralph is Mephisto? For me, Cody, I think Ralph is Mephisto. I really oh. do think that Agnes mentioning her husband over and over and over again, and we don't see him. I definitely do think that is a clear indication that Mephisto, it could be possible that he is Ralph. 
Um, think about everything that she says. You know, the devil is in the details. And that's not the only place he's in, right? You know, those lines are placed there for a reason. There is not one wasted piece of dialogue in this show. Even in the details. There's Easter eggs everywhere. Everywhere. I mean, people catching the Grim Reaper Easter egg in the intro of the second episode. Mm-hmm. Mind-blowing, right? Um, another indication that Ralph could be Mephisto is, I believe it was the third episode. Agnes says, my husband looks better in the dark. I mean, I, I mean, I mean, it could, he could literally look better in the dark, right? Because he's, <laughs> I guess, hideous. Or... He could be Mephisto, who, of course, yes, would look better in the dark because he is somebody who the embodies darkness. Yeah, he's the ruler of darkness. He embodies darkness. He's an evil villain. He's an evil looking dude. And he looks better in the dark. You know, so that that to me tells me that, yeah, I think he's coming. And also somebody pointed out in the Loki trailer that you could see Mephisto in one shot. Yeah, uh, uh, on the on the window, yeah. And I'm just thinking to myself, man, this is really exciting. This is really exciting if we do really get to see him. I do think that Ralph could be Mephisto for sure. Polaris says in the chat, I think that she may have some. I think that she may have some somehow I'm gone sorry. back. Oh yeah, yeah. Thank you so much. I think she may have somehow gone back in time and stole the reality stone because of how she could make a force field do because how could she make a force field do mind control and keep it all together at the same time. Thank you so much for that Polaris. That's a really great theory. Julius, what do you think about that? Cause she's a powerful bitch. That's why. <laughs> Dude, don't talk about Wanda like that. She's going to come at you. I know. Well, I mean, girls can get it done, you know? And uh, I feel like, She's just that powerful. I mean, those familiar with her uh, comic counterpart uh, will definitely remember certain, uh, you know, stories where she, her power was completely unleashed. Um, Avengers disassembled House of M, uh, at the very end of Avengers versus X-Men. Like she is very powerful. Like that's what I'm saying. They've only skimmed the surface of her power. You know, they've only showed the brute element of it where she's like shooting lasers. She's, uh, you know, pulling objects together, lifting them up. I mean, there's a whole there. There is another level to Scarlet Witch's abilities, which are a key to her psychological nature. And she can I mean, she can do some really this is not the extent she could do this to the whole world if she wanted, I believe. Yeah, for sure. I completely agree. Brady Hamilton in the chat says, low-key, Wanda's been (laughs) acting kind of scary these last two episodes. First of all, Brady, thank you so much for watching, and thank you so much for sharing your thoughts with us. I completely agree with you. She has been terrifying these past two episodes, but I love the buildup that they're doing with her. Julius, what do you think? Well, I was worried in the episode where we didn't see what she did to uh, uh uh, Ra- uh, what's what's the uh, Monica Rambo? Monica Rambo, you know, I the way she looked at the moment she brings up Ultron, that is when Wanda started becoming scary. You know, it's like what do you, what did you say? Say it again. You know, <laughs> like yeah, like honestly, and and I thought that was a really cool moment because it was the first time uh, her brother was brought up since that moment. You know. And, uh, yeah, you don't mess with the family. You know, yeah. I watched Godfather the other day. Godfather Part 2, you don't mess with the family. 
Hey, 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 you know how I feel about spoilers, bro. You better not be spoiling that, bro. Like, she looked like uh, Monica Rambeau was being like Fredo, okay? <laughs> JC Gaming says, what time is it for y'all? It's near Thank midnight. you so much, JC. Thank you so much for asking. Uh, you sound like Doctor Strange right now, worrying about time. And that's a good question, man. For us, it's uh, 11.13 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Oh, Thank Angel, so why don't you give him your social number? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for that question. Polaris says it's 2 a.m. for him. Oh, damn. Uh, that's... So where's that? Where, where is he then? Uh, probably so somewhere on the East Coast. If I have oh, that okay. <laughs> Cody says, my theory is that Wanda will eventually break down and turn into the villain for Doctor Strange 2. You're probably on the money, Cody. You're probably on the money for sure. It's definitely looking that way. She's definitely looking like she is deteriorating from the mind and body for sure. And it definitely looks like, yeah. I mean, if she, if she treats Geraldine like that, you know, she doesn't even know her. Um, you know, who, who knows what could happen to somebody like Dr. Strange who tries to stop her. You know what I mean? I, I definitely do think that that's a possibility. We know that Elizabeth Olsen is confirmed for Dr. Strange 2 under the direction of Sam Raimi. So there is an enormous possibility that, yes, she could be the villain of Doctor Strange 2. Maybe one of several. Maybe she's yeah. the villain along with Nightmare. Maybe she's the villain along with Baron Mordo. Maybe she's the villain along with Dormammu. Mephisto. You know, Dormammu. Or yeah. all five. All you know, I, I, <laughs> That's too much. That's too much <laughs> to think about. You know who knows, but um, it's very exciting to know that uh, they're building up this character, and Elizabeth Olsen is just killing it with her acting for sure. We're gonna yeah. take a, a, a quick break from the comics. We'll come right back to them. If you guys have any comments or thoughts that you want to put in the chat, please go ahead and put them here. We, we will be back to them and answer them. We appreciate every single one of you. JC Gaming says it's eleven fifteen for me. Same here. Ditto. Ditto, and my friend. I want to. I want to thank. Uh, my goat for being up at 2 a.m. watching us. That's pretty wild. Get yes. some sleep. You can just you, you, okay. You, yeah, we see you, dude. Now go go to bed. I don't want you to lose some sleep, dude. Sleep's <laughs> you guys very are important. All awesome. Thing. Thank you Thank for you watching. So but it's, it's time for you to go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> Let's answer this last question on the white chalkboard from Jimmy Wu before we move on to our next topic. Is Vision alive? Julius, what do you I think? Just like <laughs> is he alive or not alive? Is he alive or is he dead AF like that? Is he alive <laughs> <Yeah>. or dead AF? <laughs> what do you think? What do you think? I think he can be okay. Pilar says, says, I have goats too. Awesome, man. Awesome. <laughs> Wait, go back to that pic. Yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah. <laughs> that's a headshot dude yeah that's a man. straight up headshot um fix his face what happened to him i freaked out when i saw that i i like i legit because it went from a, such a saturated look to yeah. that or it went yeah. from that to a such a saturated like head or or whatever and that was nuts man i, I really loved that moment is he alive I don't think he is alive. I, I figured they were going to bring him back to life because he was coming back in the show, but now I'm not so sure. I feel like he's just a figment almost of Wanda's imagination, yeah. you know, but just in brought to the real world because he interacts with everyone else. So, I mean, 
Yeah, I don't think he's... I really think this may be it for the Vision. Mm. You know? Yeah, yeah, I completely agree. Is Vision alive? I definitely don't think he's alive. I mean, we last saw him five years ago from, uh, you know, when WandaVision first takes place. Vision, of course, as you guys remember, Thanos completely ripped the Mind Stone from his head. Yeah. And, um, you know, he turned completely gray and was basically dead uh, you know we see his corpse there in infinity war the very ending and uh you know that's why we get to see wanda really lose it in endgame when she's like you took everything from me and uh what a powerful moment but it's a great segue to seeing how she is now and how she's coping with it she's not dealing with it in a very healthy way and i love that but here's the thing if vision does return i wouldn't I, I don't I I wouldn't mind like I it wouldn't bother me because for me I've always thought about this moment from Civil War. Mm. Vision has a conversation with Wanda saying, "I don't know what this is," referring to the Mind Stone. I don't know what this is, but I wish to understand it because the more that I understand it, it has less control of me, and I can have more control of it. And for me, that line has always stuck with me because uh-huh. Marvel always does this where they have lines that later come down the line and have such an impact. So I feel like there's a possibility that now that we've seen the first three episodes kind of very heavily focus on Wanda's perspective, what if at the very end with these last episodes, we get to see Vision kind of become self-aware because Wanda's been able to manifest him based off, you know, from her mind. I feel like that kind of just showcases how powerful Vision is because he's a very powerful character. And for him to become self-aware and kind of figure out what's going on and for him to kind of try to stop Wanda from, you know, being even crazy, crazier, um, I feel like that could be pretty significant. Yeah, that would that would be I feel like those Vision uh, perspective moments are probably going to be the next couple that we get. Uh, I think that would be great. There's this one cool shot in the trailer where you see him dressed up for Halloween and he's dressed mm-hmm. up just like that comic book version. And, you know, that tells me that we're probably going to get some vision centric episodes where that is happening, where he's noticing, yeah. oh, shit, some this is this is not what's going on, you know, Yeah. Uh, where he realizes that he's dead and then he figures what 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 did it mean to be alive for me, you know, especially mm-hmm. since I could be. I could essentially be remade, you know? So if he is dead, no, there's no telling what will happen, obviously, because it is the world of Marvel. And they could probably just build another one, (laughs) to be honest. Mm -hmm. Um, But I'm curious, man. I'm I'm curious what the ramifications are going to be of building another vision, if that's the direction. Because look at what happened with Ultron, right? Yeah. You know, like that is not something that should be taken lightly. And uh, especially after the kind of the gung ho nature of creating Ultron and Vision from Tony mm-hmm. Stark, it's like, nah, dude, we got to re- like the U.S. government's got to come in. Uh, Woo, Jimmy Woo's got to come in breaking that <laughs> shit up. You know, like someone has to come in and regulate that. It's like, no, nah, we're hey, not make, doing that. Hey, make Jimmy Woo the next Iron Man. <laughs> Put him in the suit. <laughs> Give him a suit. <laughs> I'd love to see that. They're going to do that. I'm telling that. you. Yeah, for sure, man. Um, man, I really love those moments for sure. Um, let's move on to actually the identification board, which I thought was very important yeah. uh, to the story here. Here we have the identification board. We have IDs for every single person that we've seen in the show so far as sword agents. 
right? With we cast have photos. I- yeah, exactly. With cast photos. We have IDs for every single person, but the only people we don't have IDs for mm-hmm. are Agnes and right. Dottie. Okay. Who you can see in this image here on the left. Dottie yeah. is right here to the left. Now, Julius, why do you think we see IDs for the sword agents and no IDs for Agnes and Dottie? So those people in there in the uh, um, on the wall, right? They yeah. are sword agents. Yes. They are agents of sword. Yes. Okay. Um, so that implies that those other two are not. Okay. So I don't, I mean, it could definitely mean uh, plenty of other things. Anyone who isn't now, I know that there's the rumor going on and Justin has given me shit for this, or it's like, nah, see Agnes is going to be Agatha. This, this witch character from the comics who is uh, yeah. uh, a, a sworn enemy who I'm not familiar with, but who is uh, an enemy of the Scarlet Witch. Um, which I'm like, okay, that's cool. But I feel like that's a bit on the nose. And if they do go with the Mephisto realm, anyone who's not a shield agent could easily be Mephisto. They could all Mm -hmm. be him. They could Mm -hmm. all be him, you know, like these people who are just there as different, you know, like, uh, it would make sense with that line that they delivered where it's like, okay, Agnes was there. And so was this Dottie character. They're both yeah. the same person. They're both, they're ba- essentially uh, pushing Wanda to her more crazed uh, perspective. And I'd be cool with that. Uh, but as of now, I don't have anything solid to uh, lean on. Yeah, for me, for sure, I definitely think that Agnes, there is a potential for her to be Agatha Harkness, which right. in the comics, we've seen her be a mentor to Wanda, and we've also be like you said, be a sworn enemy for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's definitely a possibility. Why doesn't she have an ID? Yeah, of course, because she's probably a witch who gave her soul to Mephisto. You know what I mean? Maybe she's married to Mephisto. Maybe she's working with Mephisto. That's definitely a, a high chance of happening. Um, in terms of Dottie and Dottie's character, the character who doesn't like Wanda in that world, the character who's like, I, when 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 Wanda's like I don't want to hurt anybody and she goes I don't believe you and right. she's kind of like edging her on I definitely do think that there is a possibility that maybe Dottie can be maybe Mephisto who knows right. who knows why isn't she even there on that board why doesn't she exist well we know Mephisto can take the form of many people you know of anybody he wants or it wants so maybe Dottie could be Mephisto who knows but I really love the fact that this identification board here already tells us or gives us new details, you know, and it has us speculating. I really love that. I really love that a lot. Um, Let's get to some comments before we move on to the next section, which will be about the beekeeper entering the world for the first time. Don't you mean Mephisto? (laughs) Or Mephisto, right? (laughs) So Pilar says, you have earned a new subscriber. Wow, Polaris. That means a lot. Thank you so much. Thank you. It it feels like we just earned life points from Spy Kids 3. That's what that (laughs) feels like. (laughs) Thank you so much, Polaris. We really appreciate you. We hope to see you on every single live stream sharing your thoughts and your theories with us. You are all absolutely incredible. I really appreciate that so much. I feel like Um, the guy. Yeah, we're the guy. (laughs) JC Gaming says, do you think there's going to be any Spider-Man Easter eggs in the show? Thank you so much for that question. Julius, what do you think? 
I doubt it um, because Spider-Man is still owned by Sony and they would be uh, uh, unusually <laughs> civil if they lent some Easter eggs into this Marvel straight-up production on their straight-up ser- streaming service. Um, right. But who's to say? I mean, apparently this takes place two months before or, or two months after Far uh, Endgame and before Far From Home. So, you know, that'd be cool. Um, but I know that you've been really hoping that someone like, uh, Andrew Garfield or Tobey Maguire shows up. I, I kind of doubt that. Um, but I wouldn't be against it. I'm not against that idea happening. I just feel like you want to save that for the movie. You know, you want to save that for the movie, especially considering like we're still in COVID time. We don't know when exactly that, uh, Spider-Man movies coming out. I don't want to be cliffhanged. I want to wait. Mm-hmm. I can wait until I get into the theater to see Spider-Man show up with Spider-Man Andrew and Spite Spidey A and Spidey T. You know, I want to wait for this for the cinema. Oh yeah, for sure. And actually, speaking of Dottie again, I I reminded myself of this. This is why I think maybe Dottie can be a much more sinister presence than we have originally thought about. So and then she already. You guys rem- yeah, if you guys already remember. Or if you guys remember clearly, Wanda, whenever she resets her reality, whenever it's like uncovering and she sees like the true world, she rewinds time. For example, in the second episode, when she sees the beekeeper come out of the tunnel or come out of the the floor, um, she goes, no. And she rewinds time. In the third episode, when Vision says, I think there's something wrong here, Wanda. What does she what does she do? She rewinds time again, but with a different effect, kind of like a like a VHS um, player. Yeah, uh, like it's broken. It goes back and it's like this eerie effect. When we saw Darcy and Jimmy Woo witness that moment when Jimmy was like, who's doing this to you, Wanda, over the radio? What happened to the screen? It cracked. It like broke, which was, I think, an unusual pattern of what we've seen in terms of Wanda controlling this world and rewinding stuff. So for me, that indicates to me that maybe Dottie as Mephisto, and I could be reaching, I could be reaching, but maybe Dottie as Mephisto didn't want Jimmy to reach out to Wanda. And so he yeah. he or she was like, nah, not happening. And so now I think maybe, maybe Dottie as Mephisto is also helping with keeping this world alive that's what i think there's a quick possibility um but crazy back to, this, back to this question here do you think there's going to be any spider-man easter eggs in this show well i definitely do think that there is a possibility that maybe it could end on spider-man 3 uh which i mean i would absolutely love if it definitely ends with a teaser to spider-man 3 i would absolutely love that i actually made a quick edit of uh <laughs> what i think could be possible I want you all to let me know. Hopefully it plays correctly here, but I want you all to let me know. I'm going to play my quick <laughs> one minute edit of how you I believe WandaVision could end. I'm going to try it here. Everybody let me know in the comments. How does this make you feel uh, in terms of getting you hyped? I would love to know. Let's see if it works. Here it goes. Who are you? I'm Dr. Stephen Strange. I, I need you to come with me. You're not my name. Definitely not my friend. You 
You're a stranger and an outsider. And right now you are trespassing here. And I want you to Yeah! <laughs> oh, All right, man. guys, everybody let me know. Everybody let me know. What would you think if WandaVision ended like that? Cody Castillo says, this is gold. <laughs> I really appreciate that, Cody. It was it was a lot of fun to make. Julius and I are, we're fanatics of like putting things together and concepts and stuff like that. Um, definitely look forward to all our stuff that we put out. JC Gaming says, I love it. Thank you, man. Really appreciate that so much. Um, somebody says, or uh, Akansha Jaiswal. Sorry so much if I butchered that name, but Akansha says I am a new subscriber. I'm gonna call him Thank Big Barda. Thank you so much for that. <laughs> Thank you so much for that. We really appreciate that. Akansha also says, please talk about DC Universe movies and Zack Snyder's Justice League. Oh, Julius, shit. that's another we... hour. <laughs> Julius, do we have any videos related to DC content? Anything that we are, uh, you know, going to be doing in the future? Oh, oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, I guess we can announce it here is that we're going to be doing a journey to the Snyder Cut series in the days leading up. They just released a uh, release date of when that movie is going to be coming out. And in that, in those videos, plural, we're going to be talking in depth about the films that have led up to our Snyder Cut, what we're getting. And, uh, you know, you'll get to hear what we think about them. And, you know, it's going to be a, a fun ride. I, I think it's just, you know, we, we love DC here. So, you know, <laughs> Absolutely. In the, but until that time, we're definitely going to be talking about more DC stuff, of course. Oh, yeah. Everybody who's watching here, just know we talk about everything. We talk about everything on this show. DC, Marvel, Star Wars, films, blockbusters, independent television. We talk about everything here. We have five years worth of content that you guys can go back to for sure. But this is our first live stream. So I just want you all to know that we're going to be doing more live streams for sure because we want yeah. to interact with every single one of you. Uh, we're going to have to do one really for this five-year celebration. Oh, yeah, yeah. The, you guys are all so awesome. Polaris says to that edit I put, interesting. Thank you so much. I really appreciate that. JC Gaming says, hell yeah. <laughs> right? Hell yeah. We got to see Toby, Andrew, and Tom Holland together. We got to see that. Cody says, I need this to happen. <laughs> same here. We're, we're on the same boat. We really do need that to happen. Jesus says, that'd be so dope if she's the reason for the Spider-Verse. Hey, I need that, Jesus. I need that. You know I need that, brother. I, I I would love to see that, man. Cody says, I would go absolutely nuts if we see Toby <laughs> and hey, you know, Andrew. You know where you go even more nuts if you saw those two? In the theater. <laughs> yeah, right. 
Briefo is commenting for the first time. Thank you so much, Briefo, for joining us and sharing your uh, comment. He says, hey, guys, will you be posting this live stream? I want to watch it tomorrow. I got to sleep. Well, good news, Briefo. This actually is uh, posting. We the, we are anticipating for replay, um, a replay audience. So, yes, this will be up. The live stream goes up, and uh, it's always there. So for you yeah. to come back and return and watch this, thank you so much. We hope you get good rest. We really appreciate you so much. We got much. it for you, man. The, your icon looks like Lil Dicky. We got it for you. <laughs> Bra Brady Hamilton says, I'd be so hyped if that actually happened. See? Same See, here. I'm, Same I'm here, the minority. I'm the minority. I understand. No, I get it. <laughs> I get it. No, I'm, I'm, I'm excited. I would freak out too, man. I'd freak out too. <laughs> right? If we see the portals in the very end. Yeah, JC Gaming says, I like how Julius is just straightforward. Yeah, see? <laughs> I do too. I do too. It's one of the many reasons why I love speaking with him. But That's what hey. happens when you're near midnight. <laughs> exactly. Dude, yeah, you yeah, should just... when we uh when we at, right after we watch a movie on the big screen on like the and I I don't mean the theater but the uh the screen that Angel has at his place and it's near yeah. 4 a.m. <laughs> It's like we're just we just start yelling at each other about movies. It's like Rob, oh, yeah. Robert, Robert, you're wrong, dudes. Keep keep being wrong. <laughs> Akansha says, "I want live streaming video DC Universe movies." So that's actually a really good suggestion, Akansha. Thank you so much. Julius and I have actually talked about you know future videos where we live stream ourselves watching movies and stuff like that. The thing is, uh, YouTube. In oh, terms shit. of their copyright, it's just such an issue all the time. Yeah. We would actually love to watch movies and, and stream them and, and show you guys our reactions and stuff like that all the time. But believe me, even when it comes to trailer reactions, it's so yeah. hard to get up um, just because you never know with these studios. You know, somebody yeah. at Warner Brothers could be looking at our content and be like, you know, having a bad day and be like, nope, block. No, I don't think so, stuff man. like that. So, um, we, like, we, like you guys know the uh, Luke video that Angel did. Like he had, he did that and then he had to take it down because he got a copyright thing on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now that's just near a million. Yeah, yeah. It was a struggle <laughs> to get the Luke Skywalker video up. Now that it's nearly at a million, uh, unbelievable, unbelievable. Mm -hmm. um, and I can't wait for that because it's going to be another milestone for our channel. We're almost at two million views on YouTube, uh, which is just so, so get us cool. there, man. Get us so there. Cool. Go back, yes. watch our stuff, do it. Yes, everybody, hey, like, get us there. And Stiller, do it. <laughs> Last question before we get to the rest of uh, WandaVision. We're going to wrap up here, guys. Thank you so much. Cody says, did you guys see Tom Holland posted a mysterious caption on his recent Instagram post? Well, what did he say? Um, honestly, I'm not familiar with it. I just saw the picture of Tom Holland carrying his brother on set because I know for a fact that Tom Holland's brother is in the movie. Um, it might be his first small part. It might be for... Um, uh, it might be for like uh, Spider-Man saving uh, a bystander or something like that. I'm not really sure. But Cody, if you can actually put the message that he put in the comments for us to read out loud, that would be great. Live reaction, baby. Live news. Yeah. Live reaction. Yeah, exactly. That would be great. Thank you so much. Uh, let's move back into our discussion. Yeah, let's talk about WandaVision. WandaVision here again. So we left off on the identification board and trying to figure out who was Dottie, who was Agnes and stuff like that. So now I want us to lead into the beekeeper, um, the agent of sword who was going through Westview, but underground. Julius, what did you think about that scene and revelation? 
Well, I thought it was cool that uh, he went down in a, in a in a radiation suit, and then it turned into a beekeeper's outfit. <laughs> yeah, uh, and the rope turned into like beaded jump rope. I yeah, love that yeah. detail. Oh man, that took me back. Uh, the beaded jump rope. Yeah. Um, oh I man, thought... one of those to the ankle. Oh, you're dead. You end up looking like Vision. You legit. <laughs> you jump rope with that, and it hits your ankle. You end up like Vision, bro. Yeah, especially like when someone like threw it at you, you know, like someone yeah. slid it at you, and then yeah, you react yeah. like you took everything from me, you know. <laughs> you know, um, no, those they can go to hell. But uh, I think the beekeeper was pretty. I I thought it was just cool aesthetically. This dude coming out of a sewer, like what's going on? That's a really creepy image. Uh, it reminded me of points of like. There's this really cool fan film that you all got to watch, especially if you're a fan of if you have like a Steam account, if you're a fan of Valve, if you're a fan of uh, the Portal and Half-Life games, there is a Portal fan film directed by Dan Trachtenberg, which is like a Portal world. It's like set in the Portal universe, but it has the tone of Half-Life and it's very dark. It's very mysterious. It's very much like what's going on in WandaVision and it's phenomenal i gotta tell you guys and it reminded me of that seeing the beekeeper dude i love that short film and i love that you brought that up um because i absolutely love that short film i remember when you first told me about it i was like yeah i need to see this for sure this is absolutely gorgeous and who better to do it than dan trachenberg himself um you gotta play the games man yeah i think he's a great director and i uh, those games get hard those games get really hard at a certain point. And I'm like, this isn't fun anymore. But seeing a movie, this Hard is a fun. still this is a still from the short film. Yeah. Um, I think this image perfectly captures what that short film does and it establishes. So guys, check it out, everybody on YouTube, Portal, directed by Dan Trachenberg. It's a short film. It's really fantastic. But I really love that you mentioned, Julius, just how similar it does feel like. It definitely has like that mysterious uh, element to it. And yeah. I really love that. So I love that the beekeeper definitely it, it changes into the hazmat suit changes into a beekeeper. The rope turns into a uh, beat a jump rope. And I love that we get to see a callback to the second episode where WandaVision where I'm sorry, where Wanda and Vision are outside and Wanda says, no, um, yeah. I just think turns that's a really. Yeah, dude, it's a really significant and powerful moment for sure. Um, and then we lead into near the very end where Wanda and Geraldine have an encounter and we get to see the rest of what happened in episode three when Wanda yeeted her out of her world. <laughs> Wanda <laughs> Wanda tells Jodine, you're not my neighbor. You're trespassing, and I want you to leave. Um, and then we get to see her yeet her out, and I just thought, like, wow, what a moment. We get to see Elizabeth Olsen's acting range, which is, I think, really just riveting, man. It really is riveting. Uh, I just love seeing the brokenness in her eyes, in just her eyes alone. Just like Scarface says, the eyes, Chico, they never lie. And that could not be more true here in this show when you see Elizabeth Olsen's acting. What did you think about that scene? I thought the first thing I thought that uh, Geraldine, a.k.a. Monica, was going to well, what she was doing. The reason she got so pissed off was, yo, can Lope come up in your crib? No, no, I'll see you at work. <laughs> uh, that was such a cool thing to see continued. Seeing them uh, uh, <laughs> just like, it's like, no, dude, I don't want you in here. Get out. You know, she went through wall, like plaster. She went through 
uh, a wooded plated wall to, through uh, cement. She's going to be like Finn in Last Jedi with that brace and stuff. Like, dude, how damaged do you think she got? Uh, extremely damaged. Extremely damaged, especially when we see the actually very her last lines uh, at the very end, which we'll get to. Um, but we got a message from Cody. He actually mm. found the message, uh, what Tom Holland said. And also oh, the love shit. of my life. The love of my life. Luciana found it as well. This is what Tom Holland said on his Instagram regarding Spider-Man 3 as he's filming it. Tom mm. Holland said, Today was easily one of the highlights of my career. For those of you that were there, you know what I'm talking about. And for those of you who weren't, you better buckle up. Whoa! <laughs> Julius, what's he talking about? Okay, first of all, ow. Sorry. Uh, Sorry. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Second of all, um, you know what that means, dude. You know exactly what that means. <laughs> There's only one thing it could mean. I don't. I almost don't want to say it because if I'm wrong, I'll, <laughs> it's going to be on the internet forever. But I feel like if, like, l- let me put it this way: if if I was an actor and I grew up watching the Spider-Man movies, all of them. If I grew up mm-hmm. reading Spider-Man, watching shows of Spider-Man, and I got a chance to yeah. play Spider-Man. And in yeah. my third movie, the day where I met up with the previous actors came up, yeah, I may very well say something like that. <laughs> oh, man, I'm telling you, I think what this tells us, Tom Holland says, look, this was the highlight of my career. What is more of a highlight than playing Spider-Man, right? Tom Holland right. has had a great career. You know, he's yeah. worked with Robert Pattinson on The Devil all the time. What is more of a highlight than that? For me, these comments actually tell me there's two possibilities here. Either he felt like working with his brother on the set of Spider-Man 3 was the highlight of his career. Or Tom Holland working with Tobey Maguire, Andrew Garfield was the highlight of his career. And I'm hoping that's exactly what that means. The hi- One of the highlights of my life. Would be seeing Tom Holland with Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire on the big screen as Spider-Man alongside Charlie Cox's Daredevil with Doctor Strange Benedict Cumberbatch. Let's get this bread. Buckle up. Remember when Harry said, hold on, when he was on the glider with Tobey? And Tobey was like, to what? That's exactly what I feel like. That's exactly what I feel like. What are we going to hold on to when we're in the theater here? We got a comment from Cedric House. He says, yo. Yeah, what's up, man? Thank you so much, Cedric, for joining and watching and sharing. Oh, Cedric, sorry about that. Um, I actually am very familiar with his uh, Twitter account. I actually love yeah. all of the stuff that you post. I love uh, all the ke- commentary that you share on Twitter regarding the Marvel Cinematic Universe. You are a very bright person, so thank you so much for joining and saying hello. We really appreciate you, Cedric. Really appreciate was... that, man. Uh, JC Gaming says, okay, I'm going to bed, but I'll watch this tomorrow. Good night. Good night, my man. JC Gaming, we appreciate you. Uh, that's really, really cool of you to Thank say. Thank you so much, man. Thank you so much. Cody says, this has got to be the unconfirmed confirmation <laughs> from Tom himself. I mean, I completely We're gonna agree, confirm it without confirming. <laughs> yeah. Julius, do you see this any other way? I mean, is this kind of like a confirmation of Spider-Man 3 happening you know with how, three Spider-Men? You know how this fool likes to spoil shit? <laughs> 
You know, like, like you know how he likes to like tease. People? He like he can't keep his mouth shut, dude. I mean, what was he going to be talking about? Oh yeah, man, I got a, a Philly dog from uh, <laughs> on the set. Catering was great. Yeah, yeah. Dude. Like I'm sure it was, but uh, you, no, dude. There's nothing else it could be. That was the day. And if it's not that day, I'm gonna I'm gonna riot. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna because no. Dude, it has to be that everyone's been making the fan art. You know, it's funny. This might be a bit of a sidetrack, but Justin actually called me and we were talking about your trailer reaction to the Batman, right? As uh-huh. like the avatar for people's excitement for the Batman. <laughs> right. Okay. So you screamed while watching that trailer. Matt Reeves retweeted it. More people saw that you screamed even more, right? Yep. You screamed when you saw the trailer. Yeah. You screamed when I showed you a fan-made trailer for Spider-Man 3, Yeah. right? Yeah. It yeah. wasn't the real trailer that you screamed yeah. at. I, what I had to tell Justin was, now I want you to picture Angel when <laughs> that trailer comes out for Spider-Man 3. Batman and Luke are not going to have shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's 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 what people don't understand. Like, look, just, if you saw me, all they did if, was announce it. All they did was announce it. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, like if people saw me get excited for Batman and see me get excited for Luke Skywalker, look, the top of that mountain is Tobey Maguire's Spider Man. Yeah. If he returns, I honestly don't know how I will process it. I, I I don't know how I will process that. Um, I've told you before numerous times these past five years. If we ever see Toby in the suit again, I don't know how I would react. Um, but I am very, I guess, excited to press record that one day. And if yeah. it does happen, uh, you guys might actually see a live uh, reaction of somebody dying from a trailer. Yeah, I might have to be. I'm going to have to be there with a fire extinguisher <laughs> and not even to use it just to just to hit you in the over the head. So you can just take a break because yeah. I, I think that will be. Yeah, I think that'll be it. Very special. Micah Angela says, I shouldn't be here. Haven't watched it. LOL. It's not, <laughs> yeah, it's not Micah. <laughs> hey, what's up, Micah? How you doing? Micah, yeah, you, Micah, wait, Micah. Wait, wait, don't you have Disney Plus? <laughs> I think we also put it the title spoiler discussion. So I'm very sorry if uh, we did spoil stuff for you. I'm really, really oh, sorry. <laughs> Oh my god! You know, Micah actually sent me a uh, Facebook message from last year of uh, yeah, yeah. her listening to our Star Wars Force of, or, um, Rise of Skywalker review, and yeah. she, she it's like she's playing it, and then she cuts to her little sister who's listening to us rag on the movies. Like they're so dumb. <laughs> Cedric Hall says, "I hope vaccines are out by Spider-Man Three drops." Hey, I'm right oh, there man. with you. This bet. We better be done with this. We yeah. I'm tired of this. We better be done, <laughs> done with this. Dude, if that's not the case. Everybody's if... got to be responsible here. We we have films. Yeah. <laughs> we have oh, films right. that are coming. We got to watch the Batman in theaters. We got to watch Spider-Man 3 in theaters. We got to watch Kong, Godzilla versus Kong in theaters. I'm tired of this. I'm tired of if... this. If we don't have vaccines out by the time Spider-Man 3 is supposed to come out, that is what Trump will be impeached for. <laughs> hey, you better be. I, I'm no, right there with you, though. I'm right there with you, Cedric. 
I'm right there with you. Cody says the world needs Spider-Man three for the next big blockbuster. Oh God, that's that's what it's gonna be. That's gonna be the movie that brings back the movie theater. You know? Yeah, yeah. On God, honestly, on God. Um, the thing is, if I see Spider-Man three in theaters, uh, and it's exactly what we think it is, with Daredevil and Doctor Strange, I I feel like that is the movie. It's the movie. It's the movie. Like it is the movie. At Stanley Kubrick, what? Scorsese, what? Yeah. Akira Kurosawa, what? Ford Coppola, no. Ford Coppola, nah. Yeah, this is here. the movie. Igmar Bergman, nah. This is the movie. That's the this only the movie, movie that could justify a four-hour rating <laughs> or a four-hour uh, length. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Pilar says, "Have you played an Elder Scrolls game, Julius? Uh, played some Skyrim, and uh, I really like Skyrim. It's fun." <laughs> I've never played those games, but Polaris, thank you so much for mentioning it because now it's going to be on my game list to play. I actually recently finished Spider-Man PS4 for the first time. I might do a review on that uh, because I really, I really loved it. I thought it was an exceptional game all around. Uh, what a, what a life-changing game that was. The ending, the ending for that game. Yeah. You know when Peter goes on the ceiling with Miles. Mm, man, that was delicious. Best Spider-Man man, movie never made, bro. Yeah, seriously, but, it was. But- Oh, it was amazing. I'm sorry, Angel. I'm sorry about that. I'll no, be real quick. I'll be real quick. I've I played another Bethesda game and it was Fallout 4, and I really loved it. Oh yeah. Hey, I okay. can't wait to check that out too, because I know you've been praising that for sure. Yeah, I got stuck, but it's okay. Brady Hamilton <laughs> says, I can't wait for the Marvel opening night experience at the movie theaters. Dude, I know what it's gonna be. Agree. Let me detail what it's gonna be like for you, okay? <laughs> there's gonna be a line. I know there's gonna be reserved seating, but there still is going to be a line. Okay, because yeah. people will need a line. People want the line. It's going to be the one time. The one time people want the line for the movie theater. And once people, once I know what I'm going to do, once I get in to the movie theater with Angel and Robert and Luciana and whoever and Justin and all these other people, I know what I'm screaming for Spider-Man 3. <laughs> I know what I'm screaming. I'm screaming. I'm back. I'm back. <laughs> I am screaming that. I'm screaming that. I'm screaming that. Dude, hell yeah, for sure. Look, Brady, thank you so much for that uh, comment there. Um, For me, for those of you who have known me, for those of you who are getting to know me, the movie theater experience is my favorite thing to experience in life. I love Mm -hmm. the movie theaters. Um, For me, it's like when I'm most happiest, especially when I'm there with my loved ones. There is nothing like watching a movie on the big screen. And for anybody who tells you otherwise, let me tell you this. They're wrong. They're wrong. <laughs> They're wrong. And here's why. And here's why. Every single movie that I have seen, Marvel, DC, Star Wars, indie, action blockbuster, a Tom Cruise film, any movie that I've seen, it's there's nothing like it when it comes to the big screen. Let me give you a recent contemporary film, Moonlight by Barry Jenkins. Mm-hmm. For those of you who've seen that movie. Mm-hmm. Watching that movie on the big screen was was a once in a lifetime experience. Watching Whiplash with the love of my life premiere opening night, Whiplash on a yeah. movie theater screen was impeccable. Mm-hmm. Impeccable. Any movie that I've seen for the first time at home and I've gone to and I've gone back to go see it for an anniversary, for example, The Wizard of Oz with Julius. When Superman. we went to go Superman. When we went to go see those anniversary showings, 
we don't have to explain it. We actually experienced it. We actually experienced the movie for the first time. Any movie that you watch is much better uh, in theaters. Unless it's uh, Unfriended. (laughs) Which we've debated about for sure. (laughs) Okay, we're going to go with this last question here, and then we'll get back to the ending of WandaVision. And then we'll get back to whatever questions are at the very end to wrap up. Thank you all so so much who have been here, who have been listening, who have been watching, who have been sharing your thoughts. You are all the greatest of all time. Cedric says, did you guys get hit with the apparent leaks of Episode 5 and 6 of WandaVision? I luckily dodged it, but it's uh, everywhere, apparently. Julius, we mentioned this before yeah. earlier in the recording mm-hmm. about the leaks. Have you been hit with any leaks of five and six? Uh, no, I don't use social media. The only one I use is Twitter for business, which is this. And uh, I'm, I'm lucky enough to keep away from it. I don't really. I mean, in YouTube, but I don't know if that really counts. But I haven't seen anything. I haven't seen anything, and uh, there there are probably some some channels I should un- unsubscribe to because there's <laughs> the risk of seeing stuff. Because there, as we all know, there are channels out there that like to, you know, uh, do that. Yeah, yeah, I can't stand those channels. Just to let you all know, for those of you who are watching, we are a channel that knows uh, that our audience is always, you know, paying attention to the notifications and stuff like that. So. This is a place where you can come to and we will communicate to you whether something is a spoiler or something is not. So just letting you all know, we are somebody, a source that you can trust because for me, I am anti-spoilers 1000%. Uh, I will avoid spoilers at all costs. If that means I'm only posting on Twitter regarding the links to our videos, that's all I'm doing. If somebody comes to me and tells me there's spoilers for a movie, you know, I've avoided all spoilers for Tenet. You know what I mean? And I haven't seen Tenet yet because I'm waiting to watch that in theaters. But I've avoided all spoilers for Tenet, which is so crazy. Um, he really does do that, though. I remember going to see a, a, one of these movies, uh, Rogue One, I think it was. I went to see it with Tim. And Angel had not watched the trailer for Spider-Man Homecoming. He was waiting to watch it on the big screen. For Rogue One, he thought it was going to be playing for Rogue One, so he had st- when the trailer, the first trailer for Homecoming came out, Angel made it like, "No, nah, man, I'm seeing it on the theater. I'm seeing it on the theater." And then <laughs> him and I come out of Rogue One or one of the movies, and uh, we was like, "No, nah, it it wasn't there." And then, and then he he's over because he worked at the movie theater at the time. He was serving butter or and popcorn or some something, and he came. He's he's like, <laughs> first of all, he was like. And then he, and then he, he, he looked so pissed. He said, he looked back and he, he looked back and he's like, so, so you're saying that, <laughs> that I, that I waited all this time for no reason. Oh my God. I'm sorry. Okay. Let's get back to WandaVision. Yeah. Good times. Let's, let's end here with what happened at the very ending. We get this shot of vision, which scared the absolute crap out of me. I look like courage, the cowardly dog. Whenever he sees Eustace with the mask on, we get to see a look of a vision here who is apparently completely dead (laughs) from Wanda's perspective. Julius, what did, what did you think about this moment? And what did you think about the ending lines, the exchange between Wanda and vision? Oh, I don't remember the lines exactly. I, I it was something along the lines of uh, well, "It's all good, stay in the hood," you know. Like, mm-hmm. um, but the the moment I saw his head, 
I was like, oh shit, this is getting dark. And it's going to only yeah. get darker from here on out. This woman is kind of out of She needs Prozac or something. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> she's honestly on edge. And I don't blame her because of all the stuff she's seen. It's actually something that is pretty interesting uh, that we don't really see much in comic books or, uh, or superhero lore is how the events of being a superhero can affect someone psychologically and yes. turn them for the worse. You know, you don't like Spider Man. We saw in Far From Home, he was still a kid. He he had some uh, trouble, obviously, because of Tony Stark's death, but uh, not to the same. It didn't deter deter him from being a, um, uh, you know, like a, a superhero. And right. uh, it put a lot of perspective on specifically Far From Home because you know how he's asking for other heroes uh, for, to deal with this elemental thing, right? He's like, where's Thor? Where's Captain Marvel? Where's uh, this guy? Where's Doctor Strange, right? It, if he said Wanda, this would be the answer. It's like, or it's like, we don't know where she is, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so. yeah totally. I, I really love this moment here because it was so unexpected. It operated like a jump scare, but it wasn't one. Um, it just was really eerie to look at. I mean, just take a look at it. It's like what yeah, you said earlier. Vision has been completely highly contrasted this whole time, highly saturated. Yeah. And when we see when we see this moment here, I really love it because we really find out the truth of what's going on. This is just all in in uh, Wanda's mind, and she's just having trouble letting go. She's having trouble letting go of, you know, her significant other. And for me, I relate to that a lot. Um, I feel like losing the yeah. love of your life is one of I mean, it's it's unimaginable, right? And when that happens, it's yeah. so devastating. But I love this aspect of the show, too, that they are really highlighting the significance of your significant other, right? The the, the How powerful that love is, you know, even more powerful than her reality warping powers. Uh, Wanda responds to Vision after Vision says, honey, what's wrong? We can go anywhere. Let's pack up. We can go anywhere. And what does Wanda say? She says, no, we can't. And she's like crying. And it's like so devastating because it's true. They can't because he's dead. The last time we saw him look like this was yeah. in Infinity War, you know, and, you know, she lost somebody. You you literally lose someone. Uh, no, no future, no memories, no more memories to make and stuff like that. The thought mm -hmm. of that is so devastating. And it's even more eerie when we see that she's like creating these kids and this this life that she wants to have with him. It's just so sad, man. But yeah, I love that she basically just says, no, yeah, we we can't go anywhere. And I think the most significant line from this episode is when she says, don't worry, I have everything under control. Uh, because we know that's exactly not the case. And <laughs> it, it just it, it just leads us to great possibilities um, for another climax. And then we finally see Geraldine get completely yeeted out of Westview for sure. <laughs> like, here's my question. Do you think that that is the Vision's actual body? Because we never got an answer as to what happened with the body. Did the government take it? Or is it stored somewhere? Was it buried? Was it burned? Scrapped for parts? Like, do you think that's the actual body that she's messing around with? Uh, I don't think that the, that's the actual body because I know there's been this like joke going around that she's like <laughs> into necrophilia and stuff like that. I don't think the show. I I don't think the show would go that dark. I I don't think Vision is actually there. Um, he only kind of forms when he's self-aware. I think when he when he becomes self-aware, he'll actually be there. Uh, depending on the route that they go, I think 
a high possibility might be that the Mind Stone might be messing with her because she's trying to power him back on or something like that. Maybe the Mind Stone is messing with her, and so everything that we actually see is actually all in her head. I don't well, think she's actually destroyed. I, maybe she can bring it back with her powers. I don't know. Maybe, mm. maybe she's just that powerful where she can actually create another stone. You mm. know. Um, well, they do tease the do. stone in the earlier yeah. episode. So. Yeah, exactly. Is it there? Is it not? I'm not sure. Um, I don't know how the rules of that are going to work out. Um, but I, I definitely don't think that she's dragging that body around. I don't, you know, I think that would be kind of cool, honestly, like, especially if we're going in the horror direction, I feel like the next episode or one of the next episodes will actually be a Halloween episode. So it feels like it's going in the horror direction. I mean, that (laughs) shot you showed, that shot you showed feels like it could come out of an Ari Aster film, you know? Oh, yeah. I mean, even the way they revealed it, like, because when watching, he's in the background and he looks different. I that was one thing I noticed when watching. He looked very di- like was something going on with the, the saturation. Was it the focus? He he just looked different. And then they reveal that he's this corpse essentially. So I think it would actually be pretty pretty. Uh, the reason she's disturbed is because she's doing disturbed things. So hmm. yeah, it felt so much like a horror film at that point. Yeah, for sure. I think. I think if they do do it, I, I mean, I, I would trust them for sure. It would definitely add to that element of like, ooh, what's going on? Um, I just love that like we're getting these moments of like just uh, eerie, evil um, horror Atmospheric. stuff. Atmospheric. Yeah, exactly. Because it's it's yeah. a great build up to what we're going to see with Sam Raimi and the Multiverse of Madness. Oh, my it, God. It, it reminds me of what they did in Far From Home when we get to see uh, Iron Man and we get to see him oh. come out of the out of the ground and stuff like that. That's what that moment reminded me of for sure. Straight up Romero. Um, uh, Romero excuse me. Before we completely end on this, I just want to let you all know we're taking last questions before we end our very first live stream. Last uh, call. Again, again, I want to say thank you all so much. Polaris says, Necro Witch. Like <laughs> <laughs> the necromancer from the <laughs> You're completely spot on. Cody says, Wanda is a necrophilic. <laughs> <laughs> little sad face that's what kills me yeah. uh cody says i just had to say your mandalorian reaction is by far the best reaction on youtube you guys made me hyped well, thank I you so there, much man. i know you were there you were there in spirit you were there in, in spirit julius 100 uh thank I, you i was so reacting much. the same way at brian <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much for that cody um that video is just uh, that that episode was everything that episode was everything seriously um but before we completely end we are going to take more questions but julius just one more thing what are some theories that you have or maybe one crazy theory that you have of where this show is leading how could you how how do you picture the ending of this show what does it all lead to you know honestly uh i've kind of left the theory game in in the in the past you know like after all those pitches and stories this is like i want to take a break from the speculation a bit but one Mm -hmm. theory i did have was maybe this show could be the introduction to a very important character in sword which is abigail brand um uh who is famously the head of sword who she has the green hair she's in space she has a thing for beast and uh, I feel like she could be introduced as kind of the the in between, and this could set up more of what's going to happen in Secret Invasion more so than something like Mephisto, because you have. Mm-hmm. What's cool is that 
I feel like with certain um, shows that they announced, those shows are probably going to be more like uh, uh, events rather than uh, just continuing shows. Like Secret right. Invasion, I could totally see the, the show that brings together almost everyone that they're introducing on Disney plus, you know, mm-hmm. kind of like what we were talking about in our review for Mandalorian of yeah. how certain shows could be big end game things with all the star Wars characters we want the crossovers, you know? So I feel like there are definite shows that will be that. And I feel like secret invasion could be one of those. Um, uh, uh, Armor Wars could possibly be, well, maybe because Ar- I feel like Armor Wars is definitely going to be roadie centric. So that's another mm-hmm. one that's like, uh, it's tough, man. But I don't have any specific ones. I, I feel like this could be an interesting uh, lead up to the mutants, you know? Um, but who knows? Yeah, I completely agree. For, for sure, I'm not going to go crazy into theories uh, just because right. I want to respect everybody who. Um, I, I want I want to respect the fact that there are leaks out there and I don't want to say something that maybe could possibly happen uh, but i promise you i have not seen anything and we'll never dive into theories neither have when, I, we, neither have I. when we when we know that there are leaks out there for me and i've said this before i think wanda for sure will become full-blown villain i think she's gonna lose it i think she's Just gonna lose straight it up fucking... yeah yeah straight <laughs> up villain i think that would be most interesting that's why i put it in that edit because in that edit it's like yeah she's gone full-blown mad and dr strange is trying to stop her um, very similar to how Jean Grey loses it when she be- she come be- when she becomes absorbed by the Phoenix Force, and Wolverine has to stop her in in Last Stand. Sorry for the poor example from the film, except but better. <laughs> you know, except better, right? This is actually exponentially better. Um, and we love to see it. We love to see the character arc of this very broken character who has lost her parents, who has lost her brother, who has lost her lover, to become just so broken mentally to just completely lose it. You know what I mean? I feel like that's very interesting. And somehow she'll open up the multiverse. Somehow she'll ruin space and time and stuff like that where things will start meshing together. And maybe we'll possibly see S.W.O.R.D. you know, contact Strange because they just can't be sending in S.W.O.R.D. agents anymore who aren't going to do anything. You know, so that's definitely what I think. And I definitely think there's validity to that based on what we've seen in these four episodes. Wanda going completely mad and slowly just turning to the dark side. You know what I mean? Yeah, people um, want to see that, especially because that's such a uh, such a landmark part of her history in comics. Like that, the fact that she loses her mind. You know? Oh yeah. How do you outdo Thanos? Well, with Wanda, because you, you, yeah. Wanda almost killed him. Well, how do you do it? You make a hero and turn that person into a villain. Yes. You know, that's yes. the one of the most tragic parts of it, you know? Yeah. I can't totally. wait to see what happens. Totally. All right. Well, we're going to get to our final questions here uh, okay. in the chat. Uh, these are going to be the final questions that we're taking. And then we are ending our first live stream. Um, and just to let get you know, in. we are we we do videos every Tuesday. I'm taking a hiatus this week uh, to celebrate the love of my life. But we will be back the following week. We have a very special guest. Um, he goes by the name of many also known as Awesome Reactions on audience YouTube. Reactions. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. Audience Reactions on YouTube. For those of you who aren't subscribed, make sure you subscribe to him. Audience Reactions. He has a great collection of theater reactions, trailer reactions on YouTube. And we can't wait to speak to him about Kong. Oh, I'm sorry. Godzilla versus 
Kong. Uh, we're going to dive into that, and it's just going to be very exciting. So be on the lookout for that. I believe it's February 9th, Tuesday, 11 a.m. We're going to try to do a live stream for that. It might be pre-recorded, but we're going to try to do a live stream. Yeah, we'll see what we can do. Yeah. Okay, so here we go. Last questions here. Pilar says, what is your favorite Marvel character? Mm. Okay, you you should you want to start or should I start? Yeah, you can go start. Uh, there are so many uh, Marvel characters that I absolutely love. Spider-Man is one of them. I mean, from the run of Ultimate Spider-Man written by Brian Michael Bendis, he really took the character and added almost this kind of Aaron Sorkin nature to him where he got all the quippy dialogue. He had conversations with other heroes. He was looking for a mentor and it was, it's one of the most iconic runs on Spider-Man um, for a reason that world, the ultimate universe is where Miles Morales originated from. And I love that character, but I also love Reed Richards. Uh, I love him from obviously the Fantastic Four, but specifically what Jonathan Hickman did with him. I thought that was really great and um, just fantastic. I love I love everything about those characters. I love Doctor Octopus, who's fantastic villain, probably one of my favorite, probably Spider Man villain. And there are so many to count, dude. I mean, Cyclops and Astonishing X Men is is the leader <laughs> he needs that treatment in the mcu um planet hulk with the hulk in there there are so many so i'm not gonna list them all but there are a lot of characters Polaris, <laughs> thank you so much for the question and thank you so much for consistently sending in your thoughts and questions this whole episode we really appreciate you man seriously um for me my favorite marvel character without a doubt hands down everybody knows what i'm gonna say it yeah. is the one and only spider-man peter parker uh he is someone that i always strive to be always on a daily basis uh, in terms of attitude and in terms of hopefully actions uh so yeah i love (laughs) spider-man with all my heart and uh like i said if we see toby come back it's it's over for me it's over for me that's that's all i needed to see i love him so much i love aspects of andrews and i love tom holland's and to see all three of them together it's going to be a dream come true yeah, lo- true lo- for sure. Gotta love the potential of Andrew, right? Yeah. Gotta love the potential that we will see in this next film. Yeah, the the person I am today is because of Stanley and Steve Ditko's creation of Spider Man. Uh, he just speaks to me so much, um, and I'm just always trying to be the best person that I possibly can be. You know, I always I always try to be respectful. I always try to uh, be responsible, and and you know, whenever I can be a hero, I I, I want to be. So that's exactly yeah. who I model myself after love spider-man to death to actual death just don't sell your <laughs> marriage to the devil dude cause that's <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah freaking mephisto man cody says team kong or team godzilla Oof. kong all the way julius just give a oh, brief no. answer here give a brief <laughs> answer here just one word because we're gonna go over this on february 9th with word. our special guest uh i just want to see the fight but i'm <laughs> Kong Kong looked like a pimp in that trailer. Yeah, yeah, you know, you know, you want to tell the truth. He fulfilled what I expected him to fulfill. (laughs) Tell the truth. Yeah, tell the truth. Cody, so happy to hear that you are on our team, the goat team, (laughs) the greatest of all time team. We are Team Kong here. Where's Daniel? Where's Daniel? (laughs) We are. 
We are Team Kong here. Cody also says, I'm excited to see Wiccan and Speed too. Hey, someone loves Wiccan and Speed. I, I've always said it Wiccan and Speed, but maybe that's wrong. I'll, I'll keep saying Wiccan. Even if they yeah. go with Wiccan or w- Wiccan, I'll say Wiccan. But I love Wiccan yeah. and Speed also. Yeah, I love that name. I love it. Wiccan, Wiccan, whatever whatever you want. Um, I can't wait to see those characters. I, I, they are awesome characters. Um, I read about them recently because i'm not too familiar with them in the comics but i have a, a marvel encyclopedia that gives me like the basics on those characters and uh i really love their backstory i really the love young... that oh, i'm sorry yeah I'm really, I... keep on interrupting no it's all good don't worry why, about why it you throw me into the dark dimension dude I don't mind <laughs> this one. no it's all good man that's it's fine um i love those characters like you like you mentioned they are part of the young avengers and you mm-hmm. know they do find their way back to their origin which is wanda um so i can't wait to see it. i love their powers i love that they're based off of their uncle and their mother so yeah i, I can't wait to see them for sure it, it's it's crazy cody well, says I, have oh, i'm no, sorry, sorry. Go <laughs> i just want no, to recommend okay. something to him uh if you love wakan and speed i would definitely recommend that the secret wars podcasts that we put out secret wars in the mcu part one and two uh their audio podcast audio dramas which are like kind of like what ifs in the marvel universe and those characters have a very prominent prominent roles in them so you might like them. yeah so. cody also says have you guys done a fan cast for the mcu fantastic four mm-hmm. we have Julius, have we done them well we have and they got a lot of attention just like the x-men uh fan cast we did but we will be doing revamps of the x-men fan casts and the fantastic four fan casts uh as soon as we get our as soon as he comes back and we're done with the audience reactions guest uh we will get the x-men fan casts and the fantastic four ones updated yeah sounds great yeah um check out those videos cody uh they're under our most popular videos section uh we got really great responses across all those videos so check out our fan cast and look forward to the revamp because that's going to be very exciting as well yeah i'm excited for those i'm getting my list together and what a perfect comment to end this episode <laughs> Pilar <Street>. says <laughs> okay it's 3 a.m i'm going to bed <laughs> yeah, me too, dude. that sounds like a great idea we have hit the two hour mark on what I thought was going to be a 20 to 30 minute live stream video on a recap of WandaVision episode four. But what a pleasure it was, Julius, to go over this yeah. on our first live stream. I'm just very happy with the response. I'm very happy with every single person who watched and shared their thoughts. You were all amazing. Let's end this episode. Julius, where can the people find you online? Uh, well, you can find me just here on YouTube and you can also find me uh, posting on the Goat Movie Podcasts uh, Twitter. Obviously, I do use the Some Art by Julius Twitter just to share stuff. I don't really post on it, but you can follow if you want. And uh, yeah, I'm just I'm here to to do the thing. Thank you so much. I, 3 a.m. Holy crap. I never thought anyone would want to listen to us at 3 a.m. <laughs> Brady, Brady Hamilton says yo I love you and your videos audience reaction yo let's go we even got audience reactions in the house see y'all Tuesday <laughs> yo Benny dude that's epic thank you so much Benny that hey, is can't awesome wait to see you. yeah for real can't wait to dude. talk with you it's gonna be such a pleasure such a pleasure I- 
I'm I'm a big fan. I'm so happy to see you in the chat, man. There's this part where he he's freaking out about Thanos in his video, and and like a girl said, "Shut up, you're in the theater." <laughs> <laughs> Many says, "Been here since 2:20 a.m." Yo, oh. let's go. Manny, thank you so much, man. I appreciate that. Seriously. That's dope, man. Cody says, I loved this podcast. Keep up the great work. Clap emoji. Can't wait to see more. Can't wait to see Quark. <laughs> and he made a correction. More. <laughs> and let's let's end it off with audience reactions here. He says, same here. I'm excited. Hey. hey. Oh, man. This is exciting, man. Let's keep going, dude. What yeah, we very exciting. <laughs> Can't wait. He says, no problem, guys. Have a good night. Hey, have a all good right. night, Manny. Good we, night, We look man, forward man. to seeing Where you all can find me online, you can find me on Twitter at GoatMoviePod for our main uh, stuff. You can find our main content there. Uh, yeah. And then for my for my personal account, you can find me on Twitter at BluRayAngel. And I'll make sure to give you a follow back there. Thank you all so much. For those of you who want to be a subscriber, please feel free to subscribe and join our community. Help us get to 10,000 10, followers. 10,000 followers we are almost there and we can't wait to have more of you on board because yeah. you make this community the greatest of all time if you guys have any questions feel free to submit them uh, to our email at the goat podcast at gmail.com or in the comments section and we'll be sure to dedicate an entire video just to you because like i said you make this community the greatest of all time my name is angel i'm julius and this is the Goat Movie Podcast. Thank you all so much.